Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. Welcome back to Free Descent, everybody. I'm Miles. I'm Jake. This is it. Here we go. Okay. Dive 16. I'm trying (laughs) to make Miles. I'm trying to make, no, no. I'm trying to make Miles like own this and like introduce the episode this time. And she just didn't. She just stared at me like I was nuts. Because you always introduce it. Yeah. I wanted, I was handing it off to you. But you didn't tell me beforehand that you wanted me to do it. It was a surprise. I don't like that. Well, all right, never, remind me to never surprise you again. Okay, perfect. Glad we're on the same page. Glad, glad we cleared that up. So, you're back. I'm I was, back. I'm so glad you're back. Did you miss me? I did. I missed you too. Aw, thanks. Uh, we posted Dive 15 while I was, it was the day I got off the boat. Yeah. And it was the first day I had internet access in like a week and a half. And the first text that I get is Miles going, how does the posting work? How does it all work? <laughs> I'm like, Miles, you have to go, you have to like log in and do the thing. And uh, yeah, and then and then I was like out for the rest of the day mm-hmm. uh, traveling between the different islands. And I just, I, you would ask me, oh, is, did it work? And I had no way to check it until I got yeah, back to Yeah, but it Jakarta. did. Yeah, yeah so no, it's it good. Well, hope we you hope... guys have listened to Dive 15 by now because yeah. I did get it up and working. We hope you enjoyed Dive 15. <laughs> our, we poured out our hearts and souls to you. If you haven't listened to it, go listen and enjoy our hearts and souls. Um, but I have a lot of notes, Miles. I have a I lot of notes. You saw my you saw my I list know. of notes. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to jump into it or are there? Other I would say so. First of all, yeah. When you were gone, I got in a lot of fun dives. Oh yeah. And it's just been good. It's Sweet. just been good fun diving in San Diego and really finally feeling so ingrained in the San Diego diving for the first time in a long time and so yeah it's been good what do you mean ingrained like I finally feel like okay this is my spot like this is my like this is a dive site that I feel like I can like really own okay I like that I like that I think it takes a few dives I actually I have a story for this as well um this pat yesterday actually uh, I finished up a private open water class with two students and I found some pipefish mm. in the seagrasses. Cool. And they asked me, like, how do you find all this stuff? I found some decorator crabs and some other things that were kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do you find all this stuff? And I said, honestly, like, I've just done this dive like 150 times. Yeah. And after about 150 times, you start to, you just know the area, you yeah. know where you're looking for, you know where you're going. Um, so I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're starting to feel that. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I didn't feel it before. I just think that it's different when you're fun diving and when you're finally finding, like, a good group of people that you dive the same and they want to get out a lot and everyone is really chill about it. Yeah. So I've been diving with a lot of other young women as well, so that's been awesome, and it just feels... Ooh, women are diving! Yeah, it just, you know, you have that good feminine energy, mm-hmm. even, like, 75 feet down. Like, it's it's really good, so... 
you were gone and I missed you, but it did force me to go out of my comfort zone and I made you I made you dive with other people. You made you me... dove with other people without me. <laughs> you forced Are you cheating me. on me? You forced I, me. I forced you to cheat? <laughs> yes. My God, it's my fault. It is your fault. I'm glad you know. But <laughs> Sorry. I pushed you away and she's done <laughs> Tail is long. Tail is old as time. But um, oh my God. No, so it did force me to like go out of my comfort zone and find some other dive buddies and also just like get into it a lot more than just with classes and professionally and so it's been really good here as well we talked about this on the on the zen episode last episode Mm -hmm. we were talking about like diving for fun and and emphasizing diving. i feel like i took that to heart after we did that episode i think i took it to heart and then you were gone and i was like forced to go find other friends (laughs) and i did i don't know how i feel about about this but i'm I'm happy you're diving more yeah i mean i want you to have other friends but I don't want you to not dive with me anymore. Um, <laughs> of course, I'm still going to dive with you. Now that you're back. Did your B-reel you can... just go off? Yes, it did. B-reel? It was my oh B-reel. My <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, I'm glad you're back. And now you can be in our little dive crew that okay. I've created since you've been gone. <laughs> since you've been gone. Ooh. No, okay, here we go. Okay. Yeah, no, the next line of that's actually really appropriate. So I'm going to make you sing it. What is I can't breathe. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, but so moving on. Yeah, I am back. Um, my jet lag is finally starting to wear off. I'm back into my running routine, which is really nice. Cool. Um, of course, I'm traveling for work for the next like four or five days, so obviously that's going to screw everything up. But uh, yeah, my jet lag is mostly over. Um, I finally can kind of focus on stuff. I had spent the weekend like cleaning. I think the the first thing that I did when I got home really helped me, which was I, I got home, I got back to San Diego at like noon. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I did was I unpacked everything, I washed all my gear, and I did all my laundry. Nice. And I put it all away. I, I was like, all right, I am home. Yeah. I didn't let it fester. And yeah, I know I know that's so really hard. hard. I know that's really hard. I think the thing that helped me was it was noon. Yeah. So I had like, I had the day. Did you feel tired? Did you feel like oh my it God, was, I was midnight? Exhausted. It was hard. Um, no, because the way I built my travels home, I had a, it was, I mean, it took two days to get home, Mm -hmm. um, because of the flight timing and things like that. Um, so I actually landed in San Francisco at around 1030 PM, spent the night in San Francisco in a hotel and then flew home the next day. So I was already starting to Mm reacclimate. Um, I also, I think I, I think I figured out the way to, Sleep versus not sleep on a plane on the way home, crossing mm-hmm. back over the dateline, you get your day back. It's a 12 and a half hour flight, but you basically, you leave at midnight on Sunday and you arrive, you know, Sunday into Monday and you arrive at 1030 PM on Sunday. So you've actually gone back in time an hour and a half, mm-hmm. but you spent a full or half a day. Mm-hmm. So do you go to sleep? Do you stay awake? And I, I slept for a bit of the flight. I stayed awake for the latter half of the flight. I watched a couple of movies and uh, that really helped. Yeah. So at least for the first, call it six or eight hours of the day this past week, I have been not jet lagged. The jet lag That's starts good. to kick in sort of in reverse. I am I was wide awake starting about three o'clock in the afternoon and up until midnight. I was wide awake but physically exhausted. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't do anything other than go to bed, but my mind was fully awake. Yeah. Um so that was really hard. Today, I feel like, is the first day that I've really been able to, uh, you know, have a full day. I slept in a little bit. I took this weekend to sleep in. Cool. Um, so I'm, my jet lag is over. Um, 
But you and, taught a uh, class yesterday. I did, yeah. Well, it was yesterday afternoon. Oh, it was okay. yesterday afternoon. Yeah, um, so... You had so, him out there. Yeah, it was it was nice uh, to get back into diving, and and I, my that was actually my uh, one of the points that wasn't on here on my little list of things is that I am a cold water diver. You missed it, and not only did I miss it, but it it was very hard for me. I have dialed in my buoyancy so well in cold water in the in the gear and the conditions, and 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 you know I wear a dry suit instead of a wetsuit and all of that. I've dialed that in so well here. It took me 15 dives in warm water to even come close to it. 15? 15. <gasps> I'm not making that up. I am so comfortable in cold water and in the gear that I dive in. You know, I've done, what, 300 With your dry dives? your suit. I've done 300 dives in this gear. Yeah. Um, or almost 300 dives in this gear. So, or this setup, rather. So how do I, you know, switching back over to a 3 mil wetsuit... Uh, warm water, no booties, no gloves, no hoods. Um, you know, you aluminum. You dive a hood anyways. No, but <laughs> if I was wearing a wetsuit, I would wear a hood. And uh, and and aluminum one hundreds was the tanks I was diving. Mm. Um, because I wanted the bigger tank because I was doing a lot of photography. Yeah. And uh, that just completely threw off my buoyancy. I was legs down, legs down, head up, for the first fifteen or so dives, and that was really hard. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, we're, we're going to this remote part of the world. We're trying to keep it untouched and pristine. And, yeah. You know, you're trying to keep your buoyancy as level as possible to stay off the coral. And that took up a lot of energy. Dang. Um, energy is something that you think, okay, well, I'm diving off the boat three to four times a day. They're feeding us a lot. You don't think you're going to run out, but you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with a camera. Uh, in conditions I've never shot, you know, photographed in before. I'm looking for things I've never seen before. I'm looking at things I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, and you're just doing more dives. It was it was mentally exhausting. It wasn't necessarily physically exhausting. There was a little bit of kicking against currents and things like that. It wasn't but it wasn't physically demanding the way that our cold water diving is. It was more it was much more of a mental game. And that was really hard. So um, being back yesterday, did it feel like coming home? Oh my god, yeah. Like being I back dropped, at the same yeah, spot. I it, it really did. It really did. We did two dives, and I, I dropped down on my first. We did our descent all together, the three, the three of us, and uh, I hit my perfect trim about halfway down, and I go, "Oh, this feels familiar. <laughs> it feels like something I haven't. You know, I haven't. I've, I haven't not had to think about my trim position since before I left. Yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, it was it was weird because part of that that was part of the mental game I was playing was I haven't. I have to think about my trim position constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, you know, it did wear me out a bit. Um, the boat, we talked about uh, energy. I mean, the boat fully spoiled me. There yeah. were five meals a day. Wow. You start, and, and you needed all five to stay energetic throughout the course of a, a, what could be a long dive day. Yeah. Uh, 5.30 a.m., which was right around sunrise. Uh, they started with a continental breakfast. And then um, we did our first dive around 7.30, came back for breakfast, another dive, lunch, another dive, afternoon snack, another, like an evening slash night dive, dinner, bed. So that if you have eaten, the next thing you're either going to do is sleep or dive. If you just dove or slept, the next thing you're going to do is eat. Wow. Uh, so the Aranui fully spoiled me. I love that boat. I will I will defend that boat. And I will sing its praises till I die. 
Um, I want to just quickly shout out everyone on the Aranui, um, our dive masters, uh, Femi, Regs, uh, uh, Fetty, uh, our course directors, or excuse me, our cruise directors, um, Marco and uh, Mika. The entire staff of the Aranui was incredible. Um, the, the cruise directors know what, the, what they're doing. They were smart, they were fun to hang out with. The, the dive guides knew where to find the tiniest little things. I watched uh, regs from about 25 yards away find something the size of his pinky nail. Jeez. And bolt to it. And, and it was a uh, wow. it was a frogfish the size of his pinky nail bouncing around inside a, uh, a brain coral or a, some sort of a you know, sponge, yeah. some sort of sponge or coral or something like that. Wow. Um, and, uh, he, and he found it from far away and I, it shocked the hell out of me that he, that he was able to do that. But it wasn't just, you know, the little tiny things. They were finding leaf fish. They were finding scorpion fish. They were finding all the little octopus and, and, and fun uh, invertebrates, crabs and, and stuff like that. Pygmy seahorses, absolutely. Um, all of that. So the Aranui, I can't recommend that boat enough. Uh, I also want to shout out the team at our shop, Ocean Enterprises Travel, that put the trip together. Uh, Nate, Frankie, Marina, uh, Sherry, you guys are the best. They helped, they helped with every question. They had our flights nailed. They had our itinerary nailed. And, uh, you know, it really took a lot of the pressure off when we weren't worried about our individual bookings. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, get there and get home. Mm -hmm. Once you get to Bali, it's not your problem. You know, it, somebody else did all of it for you. They arranged mm -hmm. transportation. They arranged, uh, you know, the, all the flights. They arranged all, everything, and it was it was perfect. Um, so I really, you know, they they did a fantastic job. So I wanted to give them a quick shout out as well. That's awesome! Wow, I want to hear more about. I know you have more detailed notes. Yeah, yeah I do. Let's um, get into it. So I wrote these notes on the plane on the way home okay the first note i am dehydrated as swear words lots of swear words, <laughs> lots of swear words. there's a lot of swear words De flying the the flights the travel home i'll give you my travel home just to make we got off the boat on what would have been thursday friday morning for us friday morning we get off the boat in Samlaki. Mm -hmm. from Samlaki, we fly to ambon from ambon we fly to another island from that island we flew to I'm lucky Ambon, Jakarta. We got we left the we left the boat at seven thirty in the morning. We got into Jakarta at seven thirty at night. It was twelve hours of flying. From Jakarta, I got five or six hours of sleep. Hopped on a flight to Singapore. I was in Singapore for thirty six hours. From Singapore. I flew to Hong Kong and then from Hong Kong to San Francisco and from San Francisco, overnight in San Francisco and then back to San Diego. So all in all, about 30 hours of flying uh, or airports and stuff. And all of that air is dry. Yeah, no, it's, t it's you could, tough. It, it sounded like paper rustling when I was walking. It was a, it wasn't that bad, but like I was looking at my nail beds, my lips were all chapped. I mean, yeah. I was so dehydrated. I spent two days just drinking water. And you drink a lot of water at home. And I do like, drink a lot of water. You drink a lot of water at home. So like, I think when you're really hydrated all the time at home, you feel it even more. Even more. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I was dehydrated. So definitely if you're planning one of these long distance trips, 
definitely hydrate. What about on the boat? How uh, did you stay hydrated on the boat? They had we had a water maker uh, on the boat, and they also had gallons of water uh, that they we had like a water dispenser that you could nice. fill water bottles with. Cool. Um, when you're on a boat, this is my next note. When you're on a boat uh, for a liveaboard diving adventure. The, you're on a boat, so you are never fully dry unless you're in bed. Mm. Um, the, the decks are usually a little bit more you know, damp, or you're in, you just came in or out of the water. So with the exception of going to sleep, your, your feet are always a little bit moist. They're always a little bit damp. Uh, sometimes yeah. you're a little bit damp just because you, you went, you came in <laughs> or out of the water, talk. you just took a shower. This is so weird. Um, and, and so... I had been, my feet had been dry. I had been dry feet for, call it 48 hours. And I was realizing, wow, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Because you don't fully, it doesn't bother you when you're on the boat. Yeah. And then you get off the boat and you're like, wow. I'm dry. I'm, I am dry. Yeah. And I have been dry and I will remain dry. And that's not something you get on, on like, a, like a, a resort diving vacation because you get off the boat, you walk across dry sand to your dry room you take a shower, you dry off, you put shoes on, and then you walk to dinner. It was interesting, though. So it's funny that you say this because I had a similar experience in Costa Rica the first time, or the second time I was there, I guess, when I was doing my instructor mm -hmm. because I went during the rainy season. And so it was very humid all the time, mm -hmm. and every single day it would rain. And so it was a similar instance where you would wake up and you're humid and you're sweating. And I'm, I lived on a houseboat too. And so you're constantly on the water and the houseboat is always damp. <laughs> and so then I walk across, I go to the shop, I get in the water, I'm salty all morning. And then we go to the pool in the afternoon, chlorine, and then it starts to downpour. Mm. And so it was rain and then you're finally at dinner, you're like kind of damp at dinner and then you go and you take a shower and you finally take a shower, you're finally kind of dry. Maybe your hair never fully dried because I never had a hair dryer there. Mm. And then I wake up and you do it all again. It's all over again. And yeah. it was like that for three months. So I do. I, <laughs> so you get it. So I definitely get it. get it. And then when I finally got to Minnesota from there, it was like dry fall in Minnesota. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot, one, air conditioning, mm. two, <laughs> I forgot what it feels like to be completely dry. Um, yeah, you do forget what it's like to be completely dry until you spend a couple of days completely dry, and you're like, well, yeah. I forgot how nice this is. <laughs> um, the boat generally, I would say, fully spoiled me. Yeah. I mean, like I said, five meals a day. They, they cooked in a kitchen maybe half the size of the room we're in right now. And they put together five meals a day. What kind of food were you eating? Uh, it was a great mix of Indonesian food um, and Western food. Mm -hmm. the, the guy who owns the boat is Italian. So mm. there was some pasta dishes, pesto and lasagna nice. and things like that. And there was also a lot of local Indonesian dishes uh, whose names I won't try to butcher the pronunciation on. I think we should leave that alone. <laughs> uh, Indonesians, if you want to uh, shout out any particular dishes that you that you think we had, we probably did. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were all incredibly delicious. Indonesia as a whole. Actually, before I get to that, I'll talk a little bit more about how the boat spoiled you. <laughs> Day one, 
we get there, we get, uh, we get introduced to the boat and they say, well, um, before you go to bed, please give us your dive gear. We will set it up for you. You will take a look at it, make sure everything's set up the way you want it. And then we'll take, it. and they did. And they just, you know, I showed them what, what I like to do with my gauges and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. clip down the back and, and all, the, all that good sort of thing. And then they just took it away. And I didn't see it again until I was ready to go diving. And it was already on the tender. Every ready day. for me to go diving every day. Full, uh, full tank. My, my weights were in there. My mask. My, everything was all set up and ready for me to go. All I had to do was get on the tender in my wetsuit. They left the wetsuits on the boat, obviously, because you, you want them to dry. Um, but they did everything for us. And I, th- I think we, in, the pre, in the pre-trip, I was saying, like, I don't know. It took me one dive. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, don't, I don't want to deal with my gear. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with this. That's what I'm saying. I'm a total princess when I'm on a boat, too. I deal with my gear enough and deal with everybody else's gear all the time yeah. and so when someone gets to treat me and I feel like I can trust them and their yeah. no, you know, awesome. staff I'm like yeah put my fins on for me they did they put my fins on for me and, and I'm like I am Cinderella here this is amazing they did put my fins on for me and at first I uh I sort of I just let them and then I kind of showed them I was like hey if you jam it on like that I'm gonna get a, a wrinkle in my sock yeah and that's really annoying and I just have to take the fin off anyway so I do it like this and he did and it was awesome um, but yeah, I mean, between that and, you know, they, the table was set. I mean, it was like, they really cater to you on this boat. Um, and again, shout out the entire staff of that boat. It's 20 some odd guys. And they really, I mean, they went the extra mile anytime anyone needed it. Did you, um, did you eat breakfast before or after your first dive? I usually had some toast or something before the first dive. And then we had a formal breakfast after that first dive. Nice. Okay. That was like um, a question that I had. And and it was funny every morning before the dive briefing, they would come around and ask you what you want for breakfast. And I always had the same thing every day. So that by the fourth or fifth day, they would come, um, his name was Arif and he was fantastic. And he would come around and he'd say, would you like the same thing, Mr. Roth? And I'd say, yes, I would like the same thing. He'd like, sure. And I'd say, yes, I would like the same thing every day. They had these fantastic you spicy are a creature. Sausages. You're a creature. I'm a creature of habit. Of habit. I, well, I just wanted the same thing. It was eggs, uh, eggs, bacon, sausages, and that's okay. uh, they had these fantastic croissants. No, that's okay. I think um, breakfast is that one thing where I can eat the same thing multiple days in a row. Dinner, I have to switch it up. But 100%. breakfast, I can like start with a simple thing, the same every day, especially before diving. Yeah. You figure out what works and what makes your stomach feel the best. And Yeah, absolutely. Um so back to my list Indonesia overall is the perfect definition of beautiful chaos totally it is so and and that starts the moment you land in Mm -hmm. Bali Mm -hmm. you walk out of the airport in Bali and you've seen this there is a lineup and when I say lineup it is a it is a gaggle of cab drivers and limo drivers and bus drivers all looking for their groups but they're all just shouting all over the top of each other, holding signs, you know, jumping on top of each other to make sure that you see their sign. Uh, to the point that I actually walked back and forth like two or three times because I couldn't find my guy because there were so many guys. Yeah, I think gaggle I is did. a good word for that. It was. It's a gaggle. And then um, you get out and I'm sitting uh, up front next to my next to the, the, the driver because he's um, it was just the two of us. And uh, I'm watching him drive, and these—it's uh, insane. It's insane, but it works. But it, but it, but it works, and you don't really, you don't really slow down. Uh, you know, when someone cuts you off, because you, you know, 
that they know yeah. that they have to keep going. Yep. Um, and and all of the, uh, what the, the bike the bike riders uh, the the um, what am I thinking of the like Vespas and stuff. The scooters. The scooters. Thank you. Uh, all the all the people riding scooters. They're all like it. it it's on the coordinated. Sidewalk. It's all coordinated. It's insane. But it's coordinated chaos. They're, well, they're yeah. mostly in the street where we in, in Bali where we were, but um, it was coordinated chaos and it worked. Um, it was it was beautiful and it was the same thing in the airports. You know, you check in and, and they sort of take your bags and uh, on the way back we actually we had to pay for our overages for our luggage. So they sent you across the airport to do that, and then you came back to get your tickets. Mm. Um, so they weighed the luggage, you, you walked away and you came back and it just worked. It wasn't necessarily the smoothest system, mm-hmm. but it worked. And that was the way they had set it up and that was the way it happened. Um, so, I mean, in, in Indonesia was controlled chaos, but it was beautiful chaos mm-hmm. and it worked. And it is a beautiful, beautiful country. If you haven't been, I urge you to go. I saw very, very little of it. I wish I could have seen more of it. I know you've seen some more of it. Um, and, uh, and we talked about that. I mean, some of the diving that all of the diving that happens there. Uh, it is just gorgeous, and and the on land stuff is is pretty freaking incredible too. They have an, you know they have their own culture. They didn't it wasn't forced upon them by somebody else. Yeah. Um. So it it it's pretty pretty incredible to see. Um, no, and, Bali and, and Indonesia as a whole is just an incredible place, and I completely agree with all of your observations. I yeah. had the exact same ones, and yeah, it's it it's chaos, but beautiful and like just a new culture and something really interesting yeah um no cell service oh well sticking with the airports for a second asian airports are extremely efficient even the small ones even the small ones i spent less time going through security in the combination of jakarta singapore hong kong than i did yeah going through security just one time in San Francisco. For sure. No, I completely have the exact same observation. The same with Taiwan. Yeah. It was so, They're so quick efficient. and so efficient. And it, like everyone, the big observation I had with um, Asian airports in relation to even um, a little bit of Asian culture yeah. is that everyone is very nice and helpful, but no one is like overly... Um, like talkative yeah it's, it's polite but efficient yes exactly like everyone's polite everyone's helpful but they want to keep moving on with their day and they want you to do the same Absolutely. and so that was amazing because like i'm not the kind of per- <laughs> everyone on this podcast knows by this point i'm not the kind of person to make small talk and like in any instance <laughs> and so people just like letting me go through being nice being polite but not trying to make small talk with me, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I am a huge, huge fan. <laughs> um, a couple more notes on like airports and flying. Um, time while you're flying isn't real. So, for example, perfect example of this is my way back from Singapore. Uh, 6 p.m., I leave Singapore. I fly out of Singapore to Hong Kong. I can land at 10. At 1 a.m., I fly from Hong Kong to San Francisco. I land in San Francisco at 10.30 p.m. the day before. Yeah. But I've spent a full day doing that. Yeah. And that, like, you don't realize, or, you know, it's, it's a weird thought that, like, wow, I was in Sam- Singapore, like, you know, whatever, 18 hours ago or whatever it was. Um, and in 18 hours, I have crossed the entire Pacific Ocean. Um, and now it's still the same day. And it's still the same day, but I have lost a day. And time doesn't really exist. And, and I have another note here that just says time doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> 
Um, like it, it just didn't. It, the 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 fact that I was here and now I'm here. I was there and now I'm here. Uh, and the time that that took and the way the time worked, uh, it just didn't really make sense to me. I think when I wrote that, I was so, I really didn't know where I was or what di- what time it was. Leading into your next note that yeah. I know you want to get into, but on the boat itself, since you didn't have cell service yeah. and you were just diving constantly, did you feel the same? That there was this non-existence of time? No, you were aware. Well, you were aware of time passing. Yeah. You were aware, okay, it's been an hour, let's go diving. It's been an hour, let's have dinner, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the day starts, the sun rises, you go for a dive, you, you eat something, you go for a dive. You don't really, I mean, yes, there was time, but we were on island time. Stuff happens yeah. when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to a, to an extent, the clock didn't really matter as much, but it still did because you wanted to know when you were diving, when you were eating, when things were going to happen, how much time you have for a nap, how much time you have to fix something on your camera, how much time you have to look through photos and log your dives, all that good stuff. Um, so it does still sort of exist. Was it great not having service? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. My phone was off. I turned my phone off the day I left Bali. Didn't turn it back on until, uh, the day I was headed back towards Jakarta. So, yes, a week and a half to unplug. Um, I hope you all missed me. But, I, you know, I, I did I did have a couple hundred uh, emails to, you know, to go through oh, when I got God. back to work. and But I didn't look at the emails until I got back to work. Good. Um, or, I, you know, till I was, you. until I was anticipating getting back to work. I didn't, look, I didn't look at them until I got back to the States. Good. Good for you. Um, but uh, the, yes, being disconnected from my phone... I think a charge lasted me about a week because I used it once a day to take a photo of like a sunrise uh, and a sunset and stuff like that. I didn't really use my phone at all, so I just kind of left it off in my in my cabin. Did I send you like a bunch of Instagram reels? I, I think feel you like did. I sent yeah, you, no, you a did. bunch, and, and I just and sort I was of, like, oh I my scrolled God. through them and then just I, know, you I think I liked at none of them. I think I liked the last one, so you know that I'd seen them, and then I just like, <laughs> I just went away. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice to not be thinking about oh who's emailing me, who's texting me. Um, I do want to also thank my uh, team at work for covering for me. <laughs> uh, I had I had two I had two big uh, big projects closing, and uh, they they handled them really well, and I owe them I owe them deeply. Uh, Good thing for, you're for, gonna be there. I will. I'll be there next week, so I can thank you. You owe them dinner. For I sure, definitely at the do. Least. Um, the I'm looking at my list here. Uh, one of the things that you don't think about when you're at a resort dive and that you do think about when you're on a boat is every night you get a different sunrise and every morning you get a different sunset and every morning you get a different sunrise. Because you're moving around. Because you're moving around. We moved a couple hundred miles. I think I I, I put on my story, I don't know if I I cross-posted it to Free Descent, but we traveled several hundred miles from the start to the end. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we traveled like... It was it was multiple islands and every day was a new island. Well, except for one day where we stayed where we were because of Wait, so storms and stuff. Did you see these different islands? Like you were right next to them. Yeah, like, we were. No. Did like, you get on the land ever? Once or twice. Yeah, we did. Um, to, you like uh, went to the beach? No. Well, we went to um, we went to one beach actually. A few of us kayaked over to the beach. Oh, cool! I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a nice it was a nice sort of reprieve, uh, in between dives. We just you know we're like ah. We were feeling a little restless, like we hadn't moved our bodies. I didn't work yeah. out for two weeks. And you're such a runner. It's so weird, yeah. like, to be on the boat and you yeah. can't... And kayaking were you, were you is running not in, running, so were you my shoulders running in hurt circles? Like And kayaking was a mistake because my shoulders hurt like hell for the next dive. Yeah. It was sore. But for anyway, sure. well, we, we also made the mistake of 
racing from nice. the boat to well, the island. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were having some fun. Um, but having a different sunrise every morning was really fun because we would travel between islands every night. So in the morning, sun would be right. The sun would set over the island we just left. And in the morning, we were traveling uh, west to east. So, it, you know, behind us, the sun sets over the island we were just at. And in the morning, the sun rises over the island we're heading towards. It was really kind of cool. So cool. did the did the captain sleep during the day? Uh, there were multiple captains and multiple officers of the deck. So, yes, they would trade off sleeping and, and they worked okay. in shifts. And, oh, I had another question. Did you feel it when you were moving? Was yes. it rough at some yeah, point? Uh, we actually got very lucky with the exception of the first part of the crossing on the last day, last evening. So while we were having dinner, uh, we got very lucky with the crossings. We did not have any serious uh, weather, wind, waves, etc. to make the crossings rough. Yeah. But you definitely knew because, you know, they'd run the engines and it's an old wooden boat. So you feel when, you know, there's not much that they can do about... You know, the boat's going to hum, it's going to vibrate when there's uh, when the engines are on. So you're going to feel that. At least. And, and it took hours of getting used to, not days, which or at least for me, um, which was really nice. But that brings up a good point. You know you're on a boat the whole time. Okay. So you, there's always that, that thought's always in the back of your head. Someone asked me this, and it's true. The thought is always in the back of your head. Uh, actually, it might have been you that asked me that. Um, that, yes, I'm on a boat, and yes, you know... Uh, Walking over to the restaurant is ten feet, and not you know a two minute walk mm-hmm. down down the grassy uh, grassy walk grassy mm-hmm. um, walkway. So you're always conscious that you're on a boat, but they really worked hard to make it feel like uh, they 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 really worked hard to make it feel like it wasn't you know a sailing trip, right? You're mm-hmm. not. We weren't night. Thankfully. For the most part, we weren't uh, slaves to the wind and tide, uh, which was really nice. But you are always conscious that you're on a boat. And I think that does, you know, that, that thought is always there. So your mind is always, think, you know, burning on it. And I think that that is a, a difference between a resort dive where you get off a boat and you're like, oh, I'm on land again. Uh, took a cup, took a, some people, we were texting back and forth, took some people a couple of days to uh, get their land legs back. I was going to say that was something when I was living on the houseboat. I mean, I lived on that boat for a month and a half. And every day, like when I would get off of it and walk to the marina, I would still feel like I was moving. And I mean, you're living on a houseboat, so you're constantly rocking. Mm. And so just like sitting down in the dive shop. I would feel like I was rocking and it was like that for a month and a half. And so when I finally wasn't living on the boat anymore, I would lay in bed and wait for the rocking to start. start. So I just don't know. Like, did you feel that when you got off of the boat Were you like laying in bed and you're like, this is so weird. I'm not rocking. No, because when I got, when I got to Jakarta, I was exhausted. And when I got to Singapore, (laughs) uh, we went out, I was, I met some friends in Singapore and and we went Mm -hmm. out. So uh, no, I didn't feel that right away, but I did feel it during the day. Yeah. I'd be standing there, or sitting even, and, and just... Rocking? Very slightly side to side. Uh, we were in Singapore, and I was sitting there, and my friend goes, are you... Rocking? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. I guess I am. That's funny. Um, on the plus side of being on the boat, though, your everything you need is right there. You don't have to walk around to find or get anything. Uh, including you get back from a night dive. You're a little cold, you're a little, you know, tired. Mm 
they would come, we would be de, you know, getting out of our wetsuits on the deck and they would, uh, some of the crew would come up with hot chocolate and a, and a, a hot eucalyptus scented towel. And wow. I, I gotta say, uh, Spoiled. you don't get that you don't get but even at a resort like even in some of these really really nice resorts they don't greet you at the dock with hot chocolate and towels spoiled yes i was I've, al I've already admitted to being spoiled Whoa. but they don't greet you at the dock with hot chocolate and towels and it's something that you know i was thinking about this like from the from the resort dives that i've done even the night dives um you know you get off the dock you run to your room because you're still cold you take a hot shower you warm up you dry off and then you walk to dinner yeah for us you walked about 15 feet, took your wetsuit off. They handed you some hot cocoa and a hot towel. You did that. You walked 20 more feet to your cabin. You took a hot shower. And you walked t back 10 feet to, uh, to dinner. Dude, notes for when we open our dive shop in 15 yes. years. Yes. When, when we hot open, towels when, and when, hot when, chocolate. When we finally open Jake's Dive Shack. Uh, Jake? Hot towels wait, and hot wait. chocolate. You and I are going to open Jake's Dive Shack? No, yeah. it'll be... J&M's Dive Shack. Well, I mean, why did I get the Instagram handle if we're not going to call it Jake's Dive Shack? That's what I got the Instagram I'm handle I'm not going to open up Jake's Dive Shack. We have to, I have to be a part of this somehow, too. All right, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll have to talk about this in the operating agreement. We'll have to talk about this All in the right, operating yeah, agreement. yeah, you're going to have uh, to. I'm not giving up my dream of one day owning a dive shop, but oh, okay. I will, I, I will employ you, of course. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Whoa, um, getting heated over here, guys. Yeah, I guess no, that's the end of the episode because I'm out. All right, bye. Um, I'm out. Have fun talking to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first day when we woke up and saw this beautiful sunrise, it, you know, most of Indonesia is volcanic, right? Um, She's still looking at me. She's still mad about that. <laughs> we, we will open a dive shop together, I promise. Uh, if I if we open a dive shop, it will be together as partners, I promise. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> we call Jake's. Oh my uh, God, shut <laughs> up. Move on. What, are you, what do you so, want to okay, say? Yeah, yeah. So Indonesia, it's mostly volcanic. And there are several places in Indonesia that are near like Jakarta. Like you can go to Krakatoa from Jakarta and you can see this volcano that's still somewhat active. So the first night, uh, we leave the marina where they picked us up, and we're, we're motoring all night. The next morning, I go out on deck because I can't sleep. I'm still, I'm jet-lagged. Yeah, yeah. I'm jet-lagged the reverse way. I don't know what time it is. Yeah. Go out on deck. The sun's rising over what looks to be a volcano, and I'm like, hey, is that a volcano? And the guy, and the, I'm asking the captain, he says, yeah, it's a volcano. And I'm thinking, all right, it's like an extinct volcano. It's just a, you know, just a, a seamount kind of thing. It's just a, just a structure. Then we get there, and a couple hours later, we've had breakfast. We're, we're, we've had our boat briefing, and we've had our first dive briefing. We're halfway through the dive briefing, and I'm looking out the window um, because the dive briefing had just ended. And I'm looking out the window, and I always see, poof, puff of smoke comes out of the, out of the volcano. No way. Are you and I look serious? up, and I go, wait, that's an active volcano? And everyone runs out and goes, whoa. Uh, yeah, so it was an active volcano. It was every, and it was pretty reliable. It was every five to six minutes, poof, Puff oh my god! Puff of smoke, um, and there were active uh, steam vents of, of sulfuric steam. Could you smell it? No, we couldn't smell it. The wind was blowing, and thankfully in another direction. Um, but uh, we watched it, That's and then we insane. got to dive below it, which was pretty cool. Um, you couldn't feel the, the eruptions. I was say. You couldn't feel the eruptions uh, underwater. There was no rumbling or you know there wasn't even really any. Was uh, it hot in the sand? No, no, okay. it wasn't. Um, 
But uh, I was a little disappointed by that. I wish it was. Because you remember what I told you yeah, I do about Atitlan. Yeah. That you dig your hands in the sand. And, and it's, it's hot. Hot. Like, and not just like warm, but like hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. So um, we went to another island and we dove there on the Indian Ocean side, the south side of Indonesia. Uh, the south side of the, of the chain of islands. Uh, the, Indonesia, the Indian Ocean, rather, is colder because it mixes with the Antarctic Oceans and the Southern Oceans. Um, so it was a cold dive, way too cold for us. Uh, when I say way too cold, it was like 65, which mm-hmm. to us in San Diego is a very warm dive. But um, it was cold for but your it was three cold. mils. We were in three because mils. Because you only had three mils. And, so. and sadly, uh, my three mil is starting to become more like a one and a half mil. Oh, um, really? It's a little stretched out. Yeah, I've put, I about, I've put about 200 dive hours on it. Yeah. Between pool work and it's, yeah. my, it's my pool. I know. Uh, Mine's the same. Wetsuit. So uh, it's starting to get a little stretched out. So I was freezing. But we went inside. There were these uh, swim throughs and caves in yeah. there. We went into them. And uh, they were super warm. And cool. That, I, we were, I was like, there's no way it isn't. So I put my hand in the sand, and yeah, the sand was warm, too. Cool. Um, so, so in, you know, there I got to, I got to feel the, that volcanic action. So volcanoes are sick. Uh, if you ever have a chance to see one, you should. Go to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. I've done that. It's awesome. Um, go to somewhere else and go see a volcano. Uh, ten days of diving is a lot of diving. Yeah. How many dives did you do a day? 29 dives total. So, so averaging three dives a day. Okay. And that's a lot of diving. It is. And f- some people skipped a dive or two just to make sure, you know, for whatever reason, maybe their ears weren't feeling well, maybe they weren't feeling well. Uh, but for any re- any number of reasons, some people missed a dive. I didn't miss any dives because I was like, damn it, I'm here. I've never been. <laughs> some the of the same. people on the boat had been to Indonesia before, maybe not this trip, but had been to Indonesia before. So they were, you know, they were like, well, I've seen I've seen these places before. I know what I'm getting into. I don't, you know, I can miss a dive. It's okay. I was like, well, I've never seen any of this before. I'm not missing anything. Um, but by the end of it, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So my next bullet point is it's okay to skip a dive. Don't feel like, even if your friends are like, hey, you know, we're going on this next dive, you come in, you don't have to say yes to that. Um, you are allowed to be, you know what, I just, this, I, I, I need, I need to dive off. I need to rest for a little while. Um, I took a lot of naps. Um, I didn't take as many naps as I wish I did. I'm still tired, but uh, yeah, definitely you're, you're welcome to skip a dive. And my Thank last... Thank you. Thank you for the permission. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, drift diving isn't as easy when you're a photographer. I always say drift diving is the easiest diving I've ever done, which is true. But when you're a photographer who's looking for little tiny things that don't move, yeah, it is incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah, I know. We talked about that. Where uh, there yeah. were some dives you just didn't even take the camera because yeah. you knew the drift was going to be too yeah. hard. Yeah, I, I bring the GoPro. That's it. I, if I had known better, I would have brought only the GoPro, but of course I didn't. It's a new camera. It's a new toy. I'm bringing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last two notes are, if, have you heard of a Singapore sling? It's a no. drink. It's a drink. It's we, apparently very famous in Singapore. I didn't have one when we were... It's a very, apparently very famous in Singapore. Okay. It is awful. Okay. It is Noted. sugary and sickly sweet and yeah. oh my God. Like we went to this... It, the hotel's called The Raffles. It's like the original hotel in Singapore... They had this drink. It's their drink. You know, you got to have one when you're in Singapore. You can skip it. 
You can skip. I promise you, you will be okay. It is not that good. It is sickly and sweet and disgusting, and I finished it because I had to, but oh my god, it was gross. I'm upset that you didn't get a Joss shot. I don't, yeah. Because, okay, so if you've been to Bali, and you've been in the Gillies, and you've done that whole scene before, you know what a Joss shot is. It's like drain liquor and then an energy like packet poured into that to make a shot and it is the official shot of indonesia oh and so it's the official i am a, shot of the guy who sold it to you That's, i'm, I'm no no you don't know if, if trust me when you talk to some other people but right. if you know what a jaw shot is Indonesians Tell hit, us. hit us up because or people and that, if you know what a singapore this. sling is yeah. hit us up yeah so this this episode has fast turned into the drinking episode. Oh so, God, no! So it hasn't. I'll move it. I'll move it along to, to my last my last bullet point, which is uh, foreign exchange. Yeah. Um, I have a bank that does not have physical locations, uh-huh. so I di- I couldn't get any Indonesian rupiah before I got there. I found going to the ATM, and the ATM gives you the option sometimes of do you want the ATM to. Uh, exchange to you know when it when it sends the request to your bank do you want the ATM to exchange it to dollars or do you want your bank to exchange to dollars mm-hmm. always let your bank do it yeah yeah for always sure. let your bank do it I, I saved like five bucks a transaction yeah. doing it that way um, a note on that and then I wouldn't do I wouldn't yeah. bring dollars and convert them necessarily no because we got really lucky on this trip nobody lost any bags yeah but bringing dollars I feel like every time I've done that, um, you know, it's been in a bag that I didn't have. That it's for just some a reason, waste. It's, like, it's, I mean, it's not, like a waste. Waste, it's not a waste of money, but, like, it just sits there. It does. And so unless you know you're going to change it all, I just went to an ATM every time I needed money. ATMs were relatively prevalent uh, around the major islands. They were prevalent in, in airports and, and hotels and things like that. So I never I never was lacking for dollars uh, or rather for, for rupiah, and uh, we, we, we did some, some trading back and forth in rupiah and dollars. I do um, the exact same thing when I travel. I just hit ATMs. I never do the exchange. It's such a waste. It's also faster if you just do ATMs. The one thing I want to say about Bali and Indonesia, mm. just be really cautious about which ATMs you go to and make sure they're reputable because there are issues with... Yeah credit card information being stolen in Bali. Mm. I would go to the ones that are at the, like banks ATMs. If yeah. You, if you recognize if you the bank. If you go into, yeah, yeah, exactly. So just like, just knowing, you know, mm-hmm. so that was something that we experienced in Bali that, you know, you really have to be cautious about yeah. which one you choose. Be, be generally cautious. Uh, my last note is go to Indonesia and dive there. Woo. The diving was absolutely spectacular. And I I can't say enough about it. You've seen some pictures. I'll be posting tons more. Um, and uh, I really can't say enough about how amazing the diving was there and how amazing everything was there. So uh, this has turned into, we thought we were going to do like a 20-minute segment on my trip, and this has turned into a full 45 minutes. It's always so that way. It always, always turns out that, that way, way. Uh, which is perfectly fine. I saw your list of notes, and I knew it was going to be yeah, 45 I thought we were, minutes. I thought I was going to do this like bullet points, and, and, and you know we ended up talking for a lot longer, but... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I hope maybe I, I we have given you some tips and tricks to help you on your next va- dive vacation. Um, and uh, we hope you uh, we hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about Indonesia. 
yeah, I think that's all we really have. And I am over here just like giddy to plan my next trip as well. And starting to think about, you know, I've been to Indonesia. Where do I want to go next? Yeah. And so, yeah, if you have any good recommendations for yeah, specifically should... Europe, please drop them in the content. Yeah. In the... In, in, the, in comments the comments and, you know, and let hit us me up know. on Instagram where should we go next uh, we'll put a poll out out there or, or some question and answer stuff on Instagram uh, until next time I'm Jake I'm Miles this has been another episode of Free Descent see ya